0: My life was amazing. I just got married eight months prior my diagnosis. We were traveling, we were enjoying, we were planning. out of the blue, I started experiencing um, st- stress, anxiety, mood swings. That part of this is why I really understand people newly diagnosed because the first week, even for me, without symptoms, without going to an ER, most people end up in an ER when they are diagnosed. The next thing I know, they called me with, uh, uh, not even a resource. They just told me like, you might have MS.
1: I go to Norath, welcome to the MS Mindset. How are you?
0: Good, how are you? Thank you for yes. having me.
1: And very well, thank you, and you are very welcome um It's been great to uh to be able to arrange a time that we can both catch up I'm in um miserable cold uh Stockton on teas in the u k at the moment, and you are in uh yeah is it long island new york yes, it's
0: very holidayish already oh. christmas and <laughs> yeah that
1: sounds wonderful fairy tale in new york it's all um yeah all, all coming to mind now <laughs> decoration
0: um, wise and shopping wise and craziness going around so it's a more stress than enjoyment so far
1: true yeah <laughs> panic buys and, and things like that yeah i can imagine Um, so it obviously it gets a lot colder over there as well at sort of different times of year Is it, do you find that the um the, the weather and the, the cold air affects you more
0: you mean affecting ms more yeah yeah <laughs> uh yes and no i feel like i do like the heat but i also enjoy the cold as well yeah. because i'm taking cold showers in the morning so i can't complain Excellent. about the weather yes it's, yeah. uh, but i prefer heat for sure yeah
1: oh, okay yeah so it's been quite interesting i've found talking to different people that people tend to enjoy one or the other I, i'm terrible when it's too warm i, I I get big flare-ups and all sorts. I'm very nice and nice and cold. Um, yeah, I, I sort of jumped into it there. But obviously, we, we're we're jumping on because um, you have MS. Um, which which type of MS do you, do you have?
0: When I was diagnosed, I had a CIS. That's the diagnosis I got, and um, I didn't check it lately because, I, honestly, I'm I'm not interested <laughs> of no, the of MS. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As far What's as Because I'm doing good, I guess. That's why I don't really want to put like a label on the type of MS. And it's just, I feel like it's scary, you know, like you are progressing and all those things. So i rather not know.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. It's it's in the back of your mind, isn't it? That things are happening or not happening or might be happening. And sometimes ignorance is bliss.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. In my case, for sure.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So what, what was your life like before you were diagnosed then? What, what kind of led up to, to you discovering that you had MS?
0: My life was amazing. I just got married eight months prior my diagnosis. And we were traveling, we were enjoying, we were planning. It was just incredible. Like I felt like I find the love of my life and everything was just falling into place. And then suddenly out of the blue, I started experiencing stress. Um, stress, anxiety, mood swings, Uh, this was followed after a miscarriage. So I was certain that it was because of that. And uh, the next thing I know, I had face numbness, which was a new symptom and hearing issue and some tingling, but I wasn't really, you know, it wasn't lasting that long that it was noticeable. Uh, but I, the hearing issue was very disturbing. That's when I went mm-hmm. to see a doctor, and uh, she sent me for an ear, uh, to see an ear specialist. And this ear specialist, uh, on my way out, I actually asked him if uh, he can send me for an MRI. And that's uh, he said like, okay, why not? I don't see anything wrong. So yeah, let's uh, let's do an MRI. And uh, the next thing I know, they called me with. Uh, uh, not even a resource. They just told me, like, you might have MS. They told me on the phone, multiple sclerosis. Oh and I was like, can you please spell that to me? Because I never heard, I mean, I heard it, but I never heard it in that, like, you know, I, I needed to write it down to Google yeah. it. After. <laughs> and um, yeah, they told me I need to see a neurologist just to confirm. And uh, that's, that's where it all started, like my life just uh, spiraling down. I'm so I'm sure everybody has something similar even crazier stories like this but when you think everything is perfect and suddenly a news like this hits you it's just uh devastating like yeah I, I couldn't stop crying for days it was it was that part of this is why I really understand people newly diagnosed because the first week, even for me without symptoms, without going to an ER, most people end up in an ER when they are diagnosed. Yeah. I didn't have to go through all that, but even for me, it was such a dramatic experience. Just the way I was, com- the doctor confirmed that I have MS, it was just like is my life over what are we gonna do is my husband gonna divorce me can i have kids like what's gonna happen you know all these questions um so i truly understand everybody newly diagnosed like i just my heart is every time i think about them it's just breaking
1: yeah yeah i share that sympathy it's it's um i think the fact that you had to write it down and and google it yourself shows the very little awareness that there is multiple sclerosis considering um you know in terms of critical illnesses it's 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 in the top four sort of most um diagnosed uh conditions it's the number one um you know cause of of disability in, in in young people um but we don't hear a lot about it we often hear charities sort of you know uh, stand up for cancer or, or, um, you know, other sorts of campaigns to raise money, raise awareness, but MS kind of flies under the radar yeah. unless it affects your life. Then suddenly you see it a bit more and, 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 or if you know someone who, who has the diagnosis. So yeah, I can imagine. It kind of feels like you're being hit by a bus, does not it? You're just walking along oblivious and all of a sudden your life changes.
0: Yes, for sure. It was, uh, it was devastating. My dad passed away from cancer eight years prior. So now that I look back and, you know, like you are trying to find a root cause, the more I mm-hmm. learned about this disease, the more I realized that, yes, there were like I, my life, before I find my husband, my life was like this. You can read it <laughs> in my story, in my book. It wasn't like a straight line and everything is yeah. perfect. Um, so i can I can kind of point back when I had my first m s symptoms, probably like four uh years prior my diagnosis. but you know how the body is it just heals itself if you yeah. if you are lucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was lucky, but if you provide the right nutrition right in right circumstances, then it's easier um for me, I think. I had the symptoms, but then uh, my life just became easier and I was able to deal with the symptoms. So I didn't end up in the hospital or I wasn't diagnosed at that time. But in 2019, uh, that's when uh, after the miscarriage, uh, after a procedure it's just, my body just couldn't take it anymore. It was showing signs. That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and, And I suppose with the very little awareness that we have, we don't really pick up on those signs until no. we're almost forced to go and, and, and look into it or go to the doctors, the hospital, emergency room. Um, yeah. It can, and the I think thing is we are we-
0: waiting for the doctors to tell us if something is wrong. And I had my annual visit. I was always very like strict about annual visits and seeing the doctors. Um, yeah, it was me prior to the MS diagnosis and after. Now I don't I still go to see the doctors, but I am listening to myself if something is wrong and I'm advocating for myself. If okay. if I feel like I have questions and I don't just listen and follow their advice, because yeah. on my annual visit four weeks prior to my diagnosis, the doctor told me all my numbers are perfect. You are young. You are fit. Everything looks great. Meanwhile, a few months later, I end up in like an MRI machine, you know. <laughs> <It's->
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's, it's it, you know, blood tests, results, numbers, charts, tests, they can give you information, but only you know how you feel. Yes. And that's the, the different different things. And you've touched there on the, um, the things that you can do to manage, you know, and, and how, you, how you make your body feel sort of living with this condition. But I, I suppose, yeah, prior to the diagnosis, there are those influences and things on your body that you don't know are having an effect. You don't know what the effect is. Um, and then all of a sudden you can sort of get, yeah, side swept, can't you? Um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I completely completely relate to that. Um, so you mentioned some of the symptoms you got there. What, which was the first one? Which was the first symptom, sorry?
0: The first prior my diagnosis? Yes, yeah,
1: sorry, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so b- when I was diagnosed, I still had the face numbness and I yeah. didn't feel the left side of my face and the hearing issues. But before I I was still experiencing the anxiety and the stress, but it was coming yeah. and going. I wasn't really paying attention, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I was hit by a car uh, and healing and the recovery took me so much longer than the doctor was telling me that this is not normal. Right. But I wasn't like, okay, I'm getting old, you know, all those things. So I wasn't paying attention. But yes, every single sign that you are getting from your body, you should listen and you should... Like the knowledge, that's why it's so important for me uh, to bring awareness, not only to this issue, this disease, but also how important it is for us to advocate and to listen to our bodies and just live mindfully that's my biggest message for everybody like being mindful and the way what we eat what we do how we think like all of those things are so important and I was always optimistic in my entire life and I think that's what helped me to kind of move on with this disease Uh, I became pregnant a month after despite the doctor telling me that I should get on Dabri right there in the office when she was telling me I have MS Um, so just that alone it's it for most people like you know like the fear that's that's the i'm sure when you were diagnosed uh, how long it took you to get rid of the fear yeah
1: Yeah. it's
0: crazy
1: yeah it's it's because because it's so unknown you don't we don't know a lot about it we i think we automatically kind of observe the worst case scenario as we see a lot of very frail weak people with um physical disabilities and Talking about these worst-case scenarios, which which are awful and, and do affect a lot of people, but um, you know, other, other people have sort of said it's. it's um, I think in one of the first episodes um, I did with, with with Carol, she sort of said, you know, that, that that's not your life. It doesn't have to be your life. And actually, taking action, looking after your body, thinking about the different things that influence your body, you can you know do perhaps more to keep you on the straight and narrow and keep your life heading in a in a positive direction than. Just medical intervention, which obviously can be incredibly important as well, but outside influence, I think, um, and it's it's interesting you touch on stress because it's a theme that keeps coming up. Um, I'm a real believer that my symptoms were triggered by a lot of stress yes. um, in, in my life. Um, I'd sort of uh, not that long moved, um, you know, sort of left home for the first time. I'd relocated to a different part of the country. Um, I then, you know, I went went self-employed, uh, bought a house, got married, all these things that you kind of tick off your list. Um, and, and we were then trying to, um, to start a family as well. And, and we had a similar experience at the start as well, which can be incredibly stressful. And, yeah. and that sort of chemical of stress that goes through your body, if you don't deal with that in, in a particular way, I think that your immune system then tries to deal with it for you and, and, and get, tries to get rid of it. And that's when I think, um, you know, we can start to experience these symptoms, which we then just probably put on to stress. Well, I'm stressed, so it must be just due to stress and stress is normal. So this is normal, but well, it's not. No, it's
0: not. No, it's not. Yeah. If, you, if you think about how our ancestors lived, they didn't really have stress. What they had to worry about is the weather, you know, if it's raining. Yeah. or... <laughs> other than that not really Um, they had food they had uh, shelter they had everything the human body needs you know they had family surrounded they didn't need a babysitter you know they didn't have to worry about extra things but awareness is the most important thing once you know that you are in a stressful situation and once you realize that this is a stressful moment you have to kind of react you know change find tools, know the tools. Those are the most important thing. And it's it's interesting how when I started my research about MS and healthy living, um, I became a health coach, not to practice health coaching, but to educate myself.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's when, that's when I realized after three years, I always thought diet is number one. Like you have to focus on diet 100% because that's the number one on the list, you know? And then... A year ago, about a year ago, I just had like this momentum. I'm like, no, it's not the food. It's the stress that's number one. Stress stress management is number one. Like if you are living in an environment where it's constant stress and you're bringing on more stress and you don't know how to get over it, you know, then it's the it doesn't matter what you put in your body. It's not gonna heal itself, you know? So number one for me is stress.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased you said that because it's, it's, I completely agree. Um, and it's something that I've been really sort of focusing on when I, when I talk to people about MS is the influence that stress not only had in, I believe, developing the, the multiple sclerosis in the first place, but also has a real correlation to when I have like a flare-up of symptoms or um, in new symptoms or anything like that. It tends to be when I'm going through a period of stress Um, whether it be, you know, to do with work or life or whatever it might be. It's if you, like you said, if you don't process that, if you don't try to deal with that stress, get rid of that stress, your body will try and do it for you. And you don't really get to choose then how it deals with it. And it might not do it in the way that we, that we need. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased you've said that. And I think that, I think there should be further studies with people that are living with MS and experiencing it, rather than just these sort of medical trials, you know, that we that we see that um, some amazing charities and obviously that the health services are are working on to try and understand and, and cure uh, MS. But I think we could, you know, speaking to people who are living with it, it we're gonna find out a lot more answers than just prodding and poking us and, and, and things like that.
0: <laughs> it's so, so interesting you said that because that was the, that was my other light bulb. When I was reading the stories in the book, um, the book behind me,
1: <laughs> yes, uh, just yes. about to plug. Yeah, so you yes. um, put this together, and it's it's uh, called "Beating Multiple Sclerosis: Empowering Stories of Self Healing and Thriving," and is a collection of different experiences from from people um, who are living with MS. And um, I've, uh, yes, yeah, so in in leading up to our our interview, I've been um, I've been starting to read. Um, many of the stories and it's just I don't know I feel a sense of um you know camaraderie and and relation with these people you know all these interesting people who are who have you know shared and similar experiences to me I think it's such such a wonderful book and such a, 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 an incredible idea um and I think yeah I just I'm really Really engaging with it and relating to it. So, so what what inspired you to start the book then? What what made you think I'm, I'm going to put this together and I think it's going to be helpful too?
0: I, during one of my meditation sessions, I just had this vision that this book needs to be out. You know, like we yeah. need to hear these stories because. When I was diagnosed, I started my Instagram account because uh, what I was reading online, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that this disease is associated with wheelchair. I had a lot of questions about what, how can people still live healthy. So that's why I started reaching out to people online on Instagram. Um, and I didn't want to use my personal account because I was still not ready to share my MS news with my friends and family so i created this other account called beating my ms and i met so many amazing people and i just felt like we need a book where you can read all about them you know like how people are managing ms without medication but it's not about medication is super important it's very very important but i wanted to show it in this book that People are not on medication, and they're still doing amazing. So, can you imagine if you are on medication and you are managing it with healthy lifestyle and diet? Like you can thrive. So that was the whole idea behind the book. And once I started reaching out, I actually posted, because I'm not an editor, I'm not a writer. I wanted to share my story, but I don't have enough content for an entire book. Uh, So I posted it on Instagram and PH, the editor, uh, contacted me. And I was like, once we had this call, I was like, yeah she's the one that you're gonna she's gonna help me put together this book and she was super excited about the project and once i reached out to all these people 37 people in the book all around the world everybody said yes i i was just amazed this was the project that it meant to happen because everything was just unfolding you know like it wasn't work it was a fun thing to do but in the same time i was crying every time i read a story because all the diagnosis and the whole process until the awakening, you know, until you know what to do and how to manage it. It's, it's devastating. It's very sad, but then every story is a happy ending. So I didn't want to put out something to the world to, to be upset and not have hope after reading this book. This book is something that everybody newly diagnosed. And even somebody who is living with MS should read because the feedback we are receiving, the book was published in October uh, this year. So it's only been like a month and a half. But we are receiving amazing, amazing feedbacks, like people finding healing through these stories in a way that, I, I was receiving from the writers, like it was so therapeutic to write down the story and go through the whole process and just let it out, you know, put it on yeah. the paper and writing it out. It's very emotional, but it, it's it's healing also. So mm. when I'm receiving the different feedback from people who read the stories, that they felt the same thing, like, living to these people's life, it's actually helped them move on with their own diagnosis and and feel better. It's just, uh, I can't tell, I'm just, I'm so proud of this whole thing. And I'm so happy that I was the one who actually started the project and and everybody said yes to it. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think you should be incredibly proud. It's it's an amazing idea. Um, and I think it's a real testament to the community element of those of us that live with NS because Again, I've I've heard numerous stories where people, um, you know, as you've said, when you get that diagnosis, it's it's, you know, earth shattering. Your, your whole world changes and shifts to the unknown, and a lot of people um, are turning to places like Instagram to reach out, to connect with, and learn from other people living with with conditions like this, um, or, or well, specifically with with multiple sclerosis. And I think the ability to support each other, and learn from each other, and pick up things that may be working, or or, or things that perhaps are triggering and, and and don't help us, is just incredible. And the fact that you've been able to put this into into a book, shared through so many different stories, the fact that you know you were newly diagnosed and thought, well, I've not got that full story yet to tell of my of my experience, but so many people are in that position that. Putting it together with, and sharing everyone's new stories and, and 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 learning from their experiences, I think is just amazing. Absolutely, an incredible idea. And um, yeah, you should be should be really really proud of yourself. Um, and I really hope that um, that people are you know picking up copies and and, and getting stuck into it because um, I'm certainly really finding that same experience that you've that you've touched on there. And um, your heart does go out to other people because you really understand. How they feel because it's how how you felt yeah. going through your own experience.
0: And not everybody went through the same thing. It's all different. But going mm-hmm. back to our previous question, after reading the story, stress was yeah out of these 37 st- stories, probably like in 30 cases, stress was the number one trigger for yeah. uh, relapses, and it's. Uh, It was just a confirmation for me. Like yes, I do have to focus more on uh, ways that I uh, eliminate stress. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And audio book coming
0: out in January. Sorry, I had to. Oh, fantastic! (laughs) Yes. So if somebody (laughs) doesn't like to read, yes, page our editor. She has the most beautiful voice. She's recording the audio version. It's her first project recording. She's an editor, yeah. but now she's uh, she's doing the voiceover. So I'm I'm very excited to keep continue working with her.
1: Yeah, that's that's incredible, and um, and links really nicely in with things like MS because you know as a disability, people have different needs, and um, not everyone has the energy perhaps to sit and read a book, but shouldn't be able to, you know, shouldn't have to miss out on something like this. So. Um, I think even once I've once I finish the book, I like to, sometimes I'll I still like to get the audio book and, and listen to it again, and i have it on playing when I'm working, just because. Um, i think it's a nice way to to engage with stories and, and learn from people so i yeah, think
0: once yeah. you listen to the audiobook you're gonna get the actual copy of the book because the actual copy you can highlight things you yes. know only <laughs> tips and tools in it that you can just like oh my god i heard it but it's better to have as a notebook next to me and write it down so i can look it up you know and remind yeah. you of so i think it's gonna go backwards in this case yeah
1: <laughs> Goes full circle, full circle, um, amazing. And like I said, it's your first project that you've done like this. And um, like I said, I think it's an incredible thing to to put together. Um, but you're not sort of stopping here. There's there's kind of like the next element of the project now that you want to be able to continue your support um, for those living with with MS. So um, yeah, do you want to sort of go into a bit more detail about what's what the kind of the next chapter next chapter is?
0: It's you know. For some people, MS diagnosis was like a stop. For me, I feel like this is where actually I find a passion and find my mission in life and to help people because I just can't explain Because I'm probably because I'm doing great and I I know what I'm doing, it's working for me and I know it would work for other people too. I want to share this knowledge. So I am bringing together a team, which is already together. We have a functional, uh, we have a health coach, we have a wash protocol practitioner, we have a functional dietitian and we have a holistic nutritionist. And all of us, we are putting together a program where people can sign up as a membership and we want to make it affordable. So it's going to be $19 probably a month who cannot afford for people who cannot afford to see health coaches and see all these, uh, professionals, you know, and we're going to be sending out daily tips for them where they can try new things and incorporate it in their daily routine or see if they are working because not everything is working for everybody. But so these are, these, advices are coming from professionals. And for us, everybody, all these people, all, all the team lives with MS. So we are, we understand you more than anybody. I feel like yeah, this is the program we are working on and we are launching next year, hopefully by the end of January. And I'm super excited to, uh, to continue the process of like after the book and just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I'm humbled. I can't wait for 2004. 2004.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I think because there's been so little support and awareness for MS, when you are able to give that support and guidance and help for those that you know are suffering because you've you've been in that position, then, you know, when you get nice feedback, to, you know, how you've helped someone, even if it's just from an Instagram post or someone who's picked up the book or, or who's someone who will go on to engage with the program, it it's something that... um i'd certainly never felt before and and i just find it like you said i think it's it's kind of what i was meant to do i, yeah, I think yeah. that there's a real yeah,
0: whatever you're doing it's amazing too bringing awareness <laughs> and talking to all these people and sharing you know that's that's so important too so people feel like they are not alone and yeah. the program also gonna have like a community aspect where we can get on a Zoom call and talk to each other and share, ask questions, answer, uh, get answers to questions that you are, you cannot find answers from the doctor's office or from your friend, you know. We are the ones yeah. who are living with this every day. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. And congratulations to you too, because I kind of want a shirt like you are wearing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, yeah. I am so sort of- Trying to figure out at the moment how I can get some of these out to, to some people as well. So you have to watch this space and uh, yeah, keep checking the keep checking the post box. I'll try and get one out to you. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really pleased with with the with the feedback that I've had from particularly the podcasts and, and hearing from people um, and building. Yeah, like you said, a sense of community. I think there's such space for more advocacy and community and collaboration between um, you know different different people across whether it's Instagram or um, projects like the, the one you're working on now because. just such a need for it and um i'm you know i'm really pleased every time I, i discover another page or person or a website that's trying to do something like we're doing to to help people because um there's a need for it but i just i from the feedback that we've seen already it's just um there's it's just so well received and wanted and yeah making sure people know that they're not alone because that i think certainly for me when i was first diagnosed you know your family want to be there for you and colleagues and friends but they don't really understand it's incredibly isolating and you feel very very lonely and, and a bit lost i guess um nice. so to have a community aspect and um to collaborate and unite together um with those that really do have an understanding of what you're going through i think is just incredible
0: Yes, and, and just the yeah. assurance that you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. This is not the end of the world. It's yeah. People are living with MS for 20, 50, 60 years, you know, or 100. Yeah. Like my plan yeah. is to live 120. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not giving up. Um, yeah. But yes, it's, it's good to. Meet these people because it's gonna give you hope and it's gonna give you motivation. You know, like yes, you have symptoms and they come and go, uh, but there is also a chance that your big chance, a huge chance, that you can heal yourself. You can your body yeah. heals itself. It happens all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even if you know the, the condition itself doesn't doesn't go away, the, the symptoms and the the debilitating symptoms that we that we live with. Can be managed and can be limited through yes. things that we can control, like stress, like diet, exercise, things like that. So, yeah, giving some I, people I like that the stories
0: hope. Stories actually, not only Terry was is the number only person who get out from wheelchair. I have stories in yeah. the book that people were in wheelchair and they are not in wheelchair anymore. Incredible! Just putting just, it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah it's, it, I think yeah um Dr Walls is is the um the, the one that I think people people tend to uh, sort of hear about the most and I'm I'm looking if I'm, I'm going to be speaking with Dr Walls in a couple of weeks so I um you have to send she's me in, any
0: She's incredible. Whatever work she does it's just uh I I'm speechless every time I I, I learn something new from her with every, every email every post with everything she does she's incredible. Yeah.
1: She kind of I think um personifies that determination um that we all need and that hope that we all want um to show that it's you know sure you can you can go to the doctors and you can go on some medication and then just sit and hope that things don't get get worse or you can grab the bull by the horns and you know make some smart choices and live a really really good life with ms um you just have to sort of yeah step up and, and, and join, join the gang, as I like to say. Yeah. Uh, so at the time of diagnosis, what were you, what were you doing in terms of, um, you know, work and things like that before you kind of moved on to look at projects like this one, what was your I'm, life like? I'm
0: still working as a graphic designer. Yeah. That's my full-time job kind of with yeah. the two kids. Now yeah. I have two. <laughs> yeah. Four years, a lot happened. Um, yeah. And, uh, Yes. I'm still working as a graphic designer and now I'm fully focusing on this program and just, this is my passion. This is my life. Uh, and the more involved I am, you know, it's also a good reminder and the Instagram account that I was talking about, it's actually it, in the beginning, it was a reminder for me to be strict with my diets to, to yeah. learn more. And now uh, everything I do is a reminder and yeah, it's, my life changed, yes, but it's changed in a good way, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know how I would end up without having an MS diagnosis. So I yeah. I am one of those people, and I know I met few who is actually thankful for the MS diagnosis. I don't know mm. if you are in this category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once you get to this category, you just look at life differently, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm certainly getting to a, a position like that where... It's taken me a long time. Um, I was diagnosed at a similar time to you. I think it was 2018. So I've just come up to five years. And I was very focused at the start about that uncertainty and the things that MS has taken away from me. And I guess, yeah, kind of not giving in seems like the wrong word, but really kind of letting the MS sort of just cloud me and, I was feeling really down and, and, and suffering with depression and things like that. But now, yeah, it's taken me these five years to realize, well, actually, MS has given me this voice. It's given me this space and purpose. And I think this is what I was always meant to do. I was always, I, I think all the things and all the little journeys and experiences I've had in my life have given me the tools that now I have my MS diagnosis, I can use those to do good, to help people, I've met some amazing people and got to have some great conversations and learned some amazing things about my own brain and my own body that um, that I think people without an MS diagnosis can learn from because you know, obviously if you live to this sort of healthier, more proactive lifestyle, you can prevent any number of diseases like this. Um, but also, yeah, embracing the, the new life that you have. Often life shifts in a different way, but it doesn't mean there's not going to be new opportunities and and um, new experiences that, yeah, you wouldn't otherwise have had without your MS diagnosis. So there's certainly a lot that I am becoming more and more grateful for in this new life that I'm, I'm living in.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I yeah. feel like that's the secret, you know, that's the secret with everything. Uh, you just have to embrace it and find the best in it. And uh, it's, uh, it's different, it's new, it's... it's... But I don't miss my life before, you know? Mm -hmm. And I am there to help my family live healthy. Before I would probably I gonna mention one example. I give antibiotics to my son every time Mm -hmm. we take him to the doctor, but now I am more conscious about these decisions and what they are eating yeah. and what we are eating and without these I would never be interested you know learning about food I wasn't interesting, interested and uh, yes you just have to find in every situation not only with MS MS is just yeah. an as like happens you know yeah people get sick all the time and yes this is a disease that there is no cure but the cure I feel like it's inside of us. So yes. once uh, once we kind of find a way to live symptoms free or manage our symptoms, then life becomes much easier.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I always use the term. I think I mention this every video I do now <laughs> about um, negotiating with your MS. I think once you've got your diagnosis, you know, MS sort of lives alongside you, and you have to think about MS in many life situations and be aware of what what can happen and, and you don't want to sort of you know think about something and think well that's actually going to feed the ms that's something that is going to be you know taken taken from me actually what can i do for myself to kind of keep ms at arm's length i guess and um, yeah think about that life with ms might be there it might be in the background but if i make smart choices if i look at my diet and i look at things like this then It's not going to stop me achieving the things that I want to do and I can live a really good life.
0: Yes. Well, if you look at what MS took from you, then you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be able to live with this disease. But if you are looking at what new things MS taught you and bringing to you, because there are always options, like even with diet, like, yes, I cannot eat uh, pasta in a restaurant, but. I can cook pasta at home, choose a gluten-free, organic, healthy option, you know? Yeah. So there is always alternatives and there is always a chance, like choice that you make with everything in life. So when it comes to MS, it's choose healthy, choose. So it's just it's just something. I don't look at MS that it, it took something away from me. I look at MS that it opened my eyes about how I was living before and now what I can do to live better. Um, and so far it's working, and I'm so fortunate. But when it comes to being fortunate and lucky, I don't feel like I don't believe in being lucky, you know. Yeah. you have to do things to be lucky,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> you have to have a daily routine to be lucky, <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the hardest workers are always the luckiest, don't they?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that's it's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of learning more about diet, um, the more I speak to people because. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. It's not something that I have focused enough attention on. Um, you know, I, I've tried not, I've not been, you know, just living off takeaway pizzas and, and drinking tons of beer, but I am noticing more the effects that certain choices have on me. And, um, you know, I've, I've been starting to read um, Dr. Wall's book. Um, I did an episode um, of the MS Mindset with um, Life of Seb from, uh, uh, on, on YouTube, and he, you know, a similar kind of thing talking about the changes in his diet and okay he might have a little you know it seems to be pizza we all talk about and miss the most but he might have a treat every now and then and, and he knows that there might be a bit of a knock-on effect almost a hangover maybe but yeah yes. making the choices it's not it's not necessarily yeah what's what can't i do it's just making better choices educated choices learning from people who have had this sort of trial and error found out things that do work don't work and and then yeah putting that into effect i think um yeah it's yeah and that kind of epitomizes, doesn't it? It's not what you can't have. It's not what it's taken away. Look what you can have. Look what yeah. you can enjoy. Look what you can experience. And from there, you can start to, to um, yeah, live a really good, a really good life.
0: <laughs> that's that's right. Yes. Yeah. And going back to the pizza discussion, there's <laughs> a healthy option. I still eat pizza. I still order yeah. pizza in restaurants. Uh, cauliflower crust or gluten-free ca- crust okay. sometimes no cheese or only mozzarella cheese and take off the cheese from the pizza yeah. but <laughs> or you can get a really good pizza in Costco, gluten-free and if you use oh. the app called bobby approved i don't know if it's available in your country but right. we i'm always using it and uh, it just shows the ingredients that's the most important thing you know processed food is one thing but there are certain processed foods that are healthy. You just have to yeah. know what ingredients are good and what you can put in your body. Or and yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, that, that's absolutely right. And and we, we sometimes, uh, you know, for, for our 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 children, we we'll, um, we might make um, tortilla pizzas. So you know, normal tortilla wrap, put the sauce, the cheese, cook them in the oven, and they're quite fun. Sort of thin, thin crust. You still get that kind of that pizza experience. But um, yeah, a friend of mine once said to me, which I think resonated really well um he said that food doesn't come in packages products do so looking at some of the more like you know wholesome cooking and and focusing more on that is really great but yeah i think you're right at least understanding the the things that are going into some of the foods we're eating and and look i think gluten seems to be one i'm hearing about all the time that has such a a horrible sort of that kind of feeds that fatigue doesn't it because our body's working so hard to to process it and you touched again go, go right back to the beginning the stress the um kind of um when we were sort of primitive mankind hunter-gatherer no you know, very little stress we weren't eating three meals a day um you know we weren't having all these different types of you know we, we were we were fasting we were eating um particular seasonal foods less grain um so it can be quite you know, influenced by diet can't it so what's the sort of the um What's the one food that you might miss but what's the one food that you've discovered that you really now like look forward to that- i don't can- I
0: don't miss any food i feel like i find alternatives for everything and it was hard in the beginning like i'm not going to deny it it's super hard yeah. to figure out what you can eat but my life became i i feel like i became this researcher like i'm constantly educating myself i'm constantly learning everything is changing my opinions are changing about things you know um and i recently just discovered that folic acid, for an example, that's what's sprayed on fruits and vegetables and all the products. That's why it's better to buy organic because folic mm-hmm. acid is basically that's what you're supposed to be taking during pregnancy. Also, yes, it's in the that's But folate is a natural form of folic acid. So folate is good. Folic acid is the, whatever made in the lab. So it's not yeah. you're not supposed to put that in your body. Um, but the whole point with the folic acid, uh, which I had one, this is when brain fog kicks in. You know, I still have MS symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just one one thing that I was going through a really bad postpartum period after my daughter, and during my, after my son's also, around eight months. And this podcast that I was learning about folic acid is it just makes complete sense, like it talks about how folic acid contributes to postpartum and all these all these ingredients that we are putting in our body is just changes our chemicals and yes your point that's the point i was making your point is back then we didn't eat uh products we eat food you know yeah. and all this adds up and this is how it it comes out as stress it comes out like as illnesses it comes out as cancer and even my in my chapter in the book like this book is not only about ms and people with ms it's about bringing awareness and all these diseases all these autoimmune diseases that's happening around us and it's caused by food and whatever we put in our body or on our body and it's just uh It was just fascinating how much I did not know before MS diagnosis, how much I wasn't interested about this. And I grew up in a farm, basically. My mom had chicken and pigs and name it, we had it. Um, (laughs) And we never ate processed food. And I was the healthiest kid. But once I moved to this country, and I love this country, I love living in New York. I love, actually, I I nowadays i would probably love living in the forest too but (laughs) yeah but going back growing up it was just so the lifestyle we was living it was so much healthier than the lifestyle we are in now so yeah but we still have to find ways how to bring that back and how we can manage that part you know um yeah you might
1: have more choices now in terms of yeah, and I can just nip and get I a quick. We have too
0: many choices, yeah. and we we need to educate ourselves. What are the good choices?
1: Yeah, yes, we can make make the right choices. Absolutely. So, where, where did you grow up then? Where where, where did
0: uh... I, I grew up in Transylvania, Romania? Oh wow! Yes, awesome. I moved to New York when I was twenty one, and uh, I was diagnosed when I was thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> I didn't take long then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what was your you mentioned then the farm so you, yeah you had all sorts of of, of options and, and naturally grown growth i think there's like the thing isn't there where you know i can go to the shop now and get asparagus strawberries whatever it might be but they don't typically grow in this country in this time of year so you would only really be eating the foods there that that you could grow at that time and and
0: back then yes yeah. but nowadays Obviously, the farmer's markets are closed during the winter, so you have to cook whatever you can find. We're not growing tomatoes and cucumbers, and we don't have potatoes stored in our basement, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I used to. Um, But we we can still make good decisions, good choices when it comes to that and supplements and all that. So, Mm -hmm. yes, life's changed, everything, the circumstances changed, but there are are ways that... uh, We can live in the present.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think things like the fact that we have, you know, the social media, the internet now to kind of connect us all together and share these tips and advice and experiences means that we can make those smarter choices. And and I'm feeling really inspired now about what I'm going to make for my tea. And I'm going to try and you know, get get some healthier options and and look at some, you know, look at the things I'm putting in my body, because that, that, that to me is really empowering. And it's not, I think with, like you said, with MS. And and living with MS, we we think about these limitations that we might have, but actually sometimes you can feel empowered and think, no, I'm gonna take control now. I'm going to make these choices and these decisions. Um, And I think perhaps going back to that feeling of when you are diagnosed, newly diagnosed, and you do feel very alone and lost and scared, you don't feel in control. You feel like you've got this thing now. You're gonna have it forever, there's no cure. It's gonna be horrible but looking at things like this and decisions and lifestyle changes becomes quite empowering. And therefore actually you're taking that control back. Yes, for sure.
0: Yes. And once, once I, Dr. Wall's book was the first one I read and that was enough for me to realize how bad my lifestyle and my diet was. And once I started changing my diet, according to her, menu or protocol (laughs) (laughs) it was smart and i should have like I just jumped in, you know, I just wanted to yeah. fix my hearing, my numbness and everything. And it was—it lasted actually six months, you know, it wasn't just an overnight thing. It, it's not yeah. like you start eating broccoli and you're going to feel amazing <laughs> the next day. No, it's not. <laughs> because then you include pizza and then you have yeah. a hangover, yeah, like you mentioned. I have food yeah. hangovers all the time if I yeah. eat sugar or if I eat something that I'm not supposed to. You know, yeah. body tells you if something yeah. is if you put something it takes 24 yeah. hours maybe two hours depending on the person but yeah. uh yes uh, food choices are very very important
1: yeah it's like your body saying hang on I- i'm gonna need a bit of time to to, to to deal with this whatever you've just given me is gonna take a bit of time now i don't like it give me a sec <laughs>
0: yes yes
1: yeah oh, that's amazing and yeah i, I think food hangover certainly um i mean i do occasionally get the well, I was going to say, actually, no, I don't I, I don't think I've had an, an alcohol hangover for a very long time, probably because it's more of an obvious, you know, I uh, think I feel bad enough as it is, I'm not going to make it worse with with alcohol. But actually, it's yeah, it's not just alcohol that, that can cause that effect and that long-lasting um, reaction. Although you think about what goes into alcohol, it is a lot of grain and a lot of, you know, I mean, I, I went through a phase of, of, um, of brewing a bit of beer and looking at all the, the ingredients that go into it. And it is all that, you know, it's like basically bread. <laughs> or potato you know, its it's uh, and that that effect on the body is um is, is long lasting so um I, I am really excited to to, to to read more and more of these stories and um, and then go on to listen to them as well in the audiobooks I think that's a, a great idea as well um, and your project sounds fantastic um I'm feeling a lot of synergy here as well in terms of the projects that I'm working on so I'm so pleased to to know that there's there's so many of us out here now that are trying to do more to support people, and I'm I'm sure and I'm hopeful that there'll be some opportunities to collaborate and work together, perhaps do to like um, yeah to, to to spread the awareness and to um, to to point people in the direction of of the support that is out there and empower those people because I think that's really really important. Um, there's a couple of questions that I've I've sort of ended each um, each discussion on that I'd like to to, to ask you, and they're, they're quite similar questions, but from a different angle. Um, And and first, it would be what, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself as you got that diagnosis, what would you say to yourself? What would you say, having just got the news that you've got MS, knowing what you know now?
0: That I'm going to be okay and um, try to learn about meditation and mindfulness and take a course on it right away and just... Start every morning with positivity and optimism because that's what determines your future. If you wake up and you can think of it as like, my leg hurts, my symptoms, I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse, and you will get worse. But if you think like, all right, this is it today, tomorrow is going to be better, or maybe the afternoon is going to be better, like that just small mind shift can do incredible things and that's why i feel like the program we are working on is so important that this is the reminders that you will receive every morning how to turn that switch on and just think positive you know
1: yeah yeah remove that stress from your life and replace it with I i
0: wish back then i was a little bit i was still optimistic when i was diagnosed but I had no idea how to manage stress. I had no idea what to do with stress. You know, there was, nobody gave me the answers. Nobody, I saw a functional medicine doctor and yes, she gave me supplements. She told me about diet. Um, Actually, she was the one who recommended me the book called Stress Less, Accomplish More, which I recommend everybody to read it. Uh, that's, uh, That's where I learned how to meditate. And uh, those things are so life-changing and a lot of people, they don't know about it. They don't they don't believe in it. That's the problem. They don't even want to believe in it. They, they think it's BS, you know, and it's not. Yeah. It's really working.
1: No, absolutely. I, th- I think particularly when you look at diet, meditation is a big one. I think for me as a man as well, um, looking at meditation, mindfulness, yoga, even things like that, they're not typically associated with, you know, I should be a man i should be out to work and i should do you know it's and i don't know if i'm getting into a whole different area now but i think yeah embracing the fact that we live in a universe and a world a planet that gives us so much and connecting with that and connecting with the earth and ourselves and how we interact with that does does amazing things and i've i've been starting to do more and more meditation and it's done so much for my anxiety levels and my stress and my optimism i think as well which is which is really important. So I'm I'm really excited to see what your program and um, how that kind of comes to fruition because I'm sure it's something that I'm going to be um, jumping on and 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 uh, and wanting to uh, to to be be a member of. because so
0: wants to me. sign up, uh, not sign up, but join the waitlist. Uh, they yeah. can go to healingjourney365.com.
1: Healing Journey365.com. Healing Journey, right? Fantastic. <laughs> well, I'll make sure I leave um, all the links in the comments as well to make sure that everyone can <laughs> um, can uh, yeah can get involved. I think it's something that everyone absolutely should be doing. Um, the last question, um, like I said, similar to the first question, but it would be, what advice would you give to somebody else who has is newly diagnosed and perhaps has stumbled across the podcast now and is feeling a little lost and, and not sure what to do?
0: Come to one of our Zoom meetups and just meet other people who are in the same boat and meet people who are actually thriving with MS and find hope there, you know? Um, join social media groups follow people um learn about the disease but not necessarily about the disease more like learn about focus on how to heal how to what to do to heal the food the diet the mindfulness whatever we were just talking about that's that's very important so don't don't just wait for people to tell you that you have to get on this medication or do that because you can still do that. But if you don't do other things, medication is not going to cure, it's not going to help you. It's just going to slow down the progression. But if you do other things, diet changes, lifestyle changes, those all can contribute to a better like health and just to look at the disease differently. It's so important.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, particularly with the medication, because I, I, I think that um, I'm an advocate for disease-modifying treatments. I think it's something that I know not everybody wants to, and people are managing without. But I, I think it's something that it is important. But as you've said, there, you're putting medication into a body that perhaps already doesn't have the right things in it. Doesn't you're not feeding it, feeding yourself properly. You're too stressed. That chemical, the medication is not going to work. So. I would say it was equally if not a lot more important to be focusing on some of these things that we've touched on um in this episode uh, and that's something that I think as well if you are newly diagnosed you can start right now yeah um, you know you don't have to wait for months for appointments to find and out even what if you, you can don't have, have a
0: diagnosis yet there is no harm doing it changing your life changing your lifestyle you know it's yeah anybody who watches this podcast should do that period
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I think yeah Absolutely right, um, and yeah, I hope that um, I hope that people do resonate with that and, and make some smart choices because it's it's a really really positive thing. Um, and if anyone does have any questions as well, of course, I'll leave links to uh, your social media um, in the description on YouTube. It'll be popping up on screen as well. Um, we'll leave a link to um, to your book, "Beating Multiple Sclerosis." There'll be a link to that in there as well. I recommend everybody goes and grabs a, co- a copy just to like I said, join that community and, and feel that empowerment and feel that hope because, like I said, I'm, I'm not even all the way through yet, and I'm feeling really positive and motivated for it. So, so thank you um, for putting this together.
0: Thank you.
1: I, I think this is a really important book. Um, and as I said, I think a lot of, a lot of us um, at the start of our journey um, often pick up a copy of The Wall's Protocol. It seems to be a, a book that we pick up um, quite quickly or is recommended to us. Um, I would argue that this is is equally important. If you know, uh, to to it should be in it should be given to you at the doctor's surgery. I think to um, you know. <laughs> you know that's it yes
0: I the thank you for comparing the two books by the way that's that's incredible like, that's amazing <laughs> that you did <laughs> that but the worst protocol is super important yeah. in this book you hear about people doing the worst protocol and yeah. getting confirmation that it's working for them but also you hear if if you try the worst protocol and you are like it's not for me i can't do that you find other examples of other diets that work for somebody else, you know? So yeah. you cannot just give up like one diet is not working for me. And then I just going to go back to my old ways of eating. No, it's not about that. It's about trying new things and experimenting and see what works for an individual, you know? And yeah. that book is a perfect example of all these people living differently, doing different things. Fundamentally, they are doing the same thing It's just showing you different ways of doing it. And that's why I'm so proud of the book.
1: Yeah, and and you should be. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's an incredible thing to put together. Um, You're right. I think, yeah, we both have MS. Our experiences might have had a lot of similarities, Um, certainly in terms of life journeys. I think from diagnosis, marriage, kids, things like that, (laughs) it's all been quite similar. Um, But our symptoms can be very different. The things that work for you, some will work for me, some won't and vice versa. But knowing that you know it's not the end we can, you know there's there's some smart choices and some support and, and people here that want to help I think it's it's incredible so um yeah thank you for putting this together I will leave a, as I said a link in the comments for people to go and pick up a copy uh, and I'll be posting it on our social channels as well um because I think it's just a great project and I look forward to seeing where it takes you next and yeah for um for for, for following that journey and and uh, yeah learning more and more as I go along as well so I've got to thank you very much for joining me on the MS Mindset today. It's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And yeah, I can't wait to see what you do next.
0: Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And I will be following you for sure.
1: (laughs) No, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, So yeah, thanks guys for checking out today's episode of the MS Mindset. Um, If you enjoyed the uh, the episode, don't forget to hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll look forward to bringing you more stories very very soon.